All right, here we go. It is podcasting time, and I have Colin Thomas here from Essential Maintenance, and we will fix it Dubai. And for the next, I don't know, 45 minutes, we're going to be talking about DIY, getting it right, getting it wrong, and getting prepared. (laughs) Well, that pretty much covers everything, doesn't it? Let's not worry too much about time. I started off this morning saying, I've got to be back by 10.30 because we've got all sorts of maintenance issues that I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, but we've got loads of time, so we can yeah. we can go and do whatever we want to do. Coming to you from the Rove Hotel Downtown Dubai's Epic Podcast Studio. We do this every now and then. And, and of course, if you want to watch us, we're on YouTube, The James Casts, with an S. You can watch us enjoy this and, and listen to the rest of the podcasts that we're doing, whether they're DIY, whether they're cars, whether they're medical related. We've got something for everyone. Yeah, and there's been plenty that you've been posting, even though we haven't done this in quite a while. It so, is bizarre podcast world, isn't it? It is, because we, we haven't actually sat down and recorded for, for several weeks now, but there has been a backlog, backlog. So when we were talking about this, when I sent you a message, it was kind of like, I, I don't know, I've been, I hear you every week. Yeah, nobody cares about you anymore. We've got you recorded. Oh, nice one, James. What about my therapy? And, and it's amazing because not only do we sit, and this is the, the world of podcasting, right, is you, you sit and you do the podcast, then we do some processing, then... You go and post it, so we're, we're posting more of that content. So we're listening to that content over and over and over. And then there's, there's actually shorts, and I love the shorts because, you know, you're sitting in an office and you need something for a few minutes, we've got something for you. You're sitting at a, a traffic jam, we've got something for you. You're, you're on a metro, you got a 15, 20-minute little commute between business meetings, we've got you covered. So The other thing that I'm amazed about is actually how on point you managed to make that sound. <laughs> Because we are notorious for going around every single point rather than hitting it direct. I hear these shorts, I'm like, blimey, we actually managed it. I'm hugely proud of us. When I say us, I'm trying to kind of wind you into my world of waffle. There we you go. See? Thank you. Thank you. Well, you're, you're my partner in crime, so on that basis, you have no option. You are the other half of the conversation. Speaking of partners in crime. Yes. We will fix it in Essential Maintenance Dubai. Yes. That's where you're from. If you're mm. watching, you can see the black or the blue shirt. Today, it's black. You're embracing... You had to take a look? No, it's because this is, this is an absolute oddity, this particular shirt. The black with the yellow? Well, it's the black with the Essential Maintenance logo, rather than normally my Essential Maintenance ones are blue. Oh, I never noticed that. Yeah, well, this was an odd decision, actually, because originally we have the black shirts are for the management team so that people know who they need to talk to. Uh So on the first batch, we produced these, but I only produce one of these because I normally wear my We Will Fix It shirt. And then we suddenly realized, well, it makes a lot more sense to have the blue (laughs) shirts that everybody else wears as a bit of brand building when we're out and about. So in the end, there was only ever one of these. And I just happened to be wearing it today. And I hadn't even noticed until I suddenly thought, I'm sure something looked a bit different okay. in the dark this morning. Interesting. So, yes, I was just happened to be looking down at that. So, back on back on topic here. Oh, sorry. Yes. I wanted to talk about you and Dan. Oh, dear. I know. Well, we've already had... It, are there any wrong in your life <laughs> to go down that avenue? <laughs> we've already had the ongoing updates about the air conditioning and that Dan was... S- feeling a little smug because your air conditioning ah, had yes. broken. And I, I assume that that's all just worked its way out. No, it has. Everything's fine, actually. Um, 
Oh, actually, no, it's not. Uh-oh. Because, uh, well, so, so if you haven't listened to that in a while, scroll back and you can you can listen to the shorts talking about AC Wars is the title of that one. Yes. And it's an ongoing office dilemma. Leave the AC on at night, and it could be heating as well, but leave the the AC on so that the office stays continually cool so that you have a consistent bill or turn it off so that you're not being billed and then turn it on and your air conditioning will work like uh, like mad to cool well, we it have kind of moved on to be fair oh, it's not oh. completely so over. you were you were turning off he was leaving on it's now off okay it's back yeah. off again um and well no it's been off for quite a while yeah. the big issue we have now is the other issue that most people have in an office which is What's the temperature going to be? Oh, for uh, you know what I I'm in an office situation where two, where three offices or four offices are connected to the same thermostat. Oh, and who knows where that thermostat is? Yes, but we're on different points of yeah. you know exactly oh, where we're going. Exactly so my office can be rather comfortable, but the person three offices down, they've got a snowsuit on. Yeah, so they always want it warmer. But if they make their office warmer, my office is a sauna and I'm sitting there in a speedo and I'm, I'm looking for the lava rocks to, to throw the water on cause it's a sauna. Yeah. Um, so in that situation, there should be, it's about air balancing really. Yeah. And, um, there should be some kind of diffuser that you can use to, um, to, to work out, you know, what, what, what everyone would want, but it needs somebody. Also, the other problem is in truth, <laughs> if you do use that and, um, uh, diffuse a damper kind of similar things, um, you would have the issue that it changes through the year. That's the other problem. So you need people on site who know what they're doing, and also what you do on one will affect the others as well, because all you're doing right. is volume of air changes yeah. in effect. So if you want less, you're throwing more elsewhere. Right, so exactly. It's completely interrelated, yeah. so it's a difficult one. But the reason I brought up you and Dan is you guys have started to do very consistently Instagram videos. Well, no, we're not. Let's be honest. <laughs> so we have a marketing team, and the marketing team said, we basically realized that what works really well is YouTube talking. So now, in fact, we did another session uh, last week, I think it was, where we, we literally were just told, right, you need to discuss this topic. And what they've worked out now is, whatever you do, do not give us a script. I've got, I can do, I'm like a goldfish. I can do six seconds beyond that. I'm absolutely stuffed. If you give me a subject area, I can give you five hours if you want it. It's absolutely fine. But make me talk a script. I'm never going to be an actor, that's for sure. Can't remember lines for love nor money, but subject areas tend to work quite well. So that's exactly what we're doing now, which coincidentally fits quite well with Instagram, where it's not really supposed to be quite so pre-planned. So we're coming away from the highly polished advert style that we used to do, and instead making it a little bit more here and now. Um, and it seems to be connecting really well with people. That's a real challenge, isn't it? And I, that's what I constantly say to podcasters. I say, like, you know, keep it real. Yeah, absolutely. Keep it real. As soon as you, and, and look, scripting's good and having an idea and preparing and doing research, all good. But at the end of the day, your content has to sound real. And if it just sounds like you're reading a script, yeah. nobody's going to listen to that. That's exactly it. And um, yeah, so far, yeah. so good caught you on LinkedIn because you're all over the the internet you and Brandy Scott talking rain oh, that's in Dubai. a long time ago that was, was uh, that, oh actually maybe that was only a year ago was it a year or two I years something like they, that? they're playing it again are they they're, oh well they're, yeah timing re, is good replaying it again I just caught it again on on LinkedIn surely I get royalties for that <laughs> so I haven't I would approved think, it in fact I think it was your old office you were in 
No, it wasn't. It was in my was home it? office. Okay, the home office. Because we were during COVID. Because yeah, you had headphones on the whole yeah. bit. And I'm going, well, that's a really nice setup. Oh, no. <laughs> that was, those were my daughter's headphones that she uses for YouTube. Yeah. And I really wasn't sure, even up to like two minutes before, that the system was going to work. So it was absolutely cobbled together. And with two microphones, I couldn't work out which one was actually working. <laughs> so I still don't know to this day. But the audio audio wasn't horrific, was it? No, no, it was okay. So I got away with it. Yeah. Um, but yes, that was a nice nice discussion to have that. And Brandy makes it quite easy. They made it a, a really... Because you always wonder with the business breakfast whether you you're going to get grilled. Yeah, you yeah. don't know you which way know. you're going. So you never know. it's odd. For that six minutes, I probably prepared six hours. And that is the ratio. But the odd yeah. thing is... From back in the PlayStation days where I would do presentations all over the place, and, and this is what you teach, that ratio of minutes to hours is about right. Yeah. You know, I used to do half-hour presentations on, on products or whatever, and it used to be for half an hour, 30 minutes. I'd be 30 hours of prep. Yeah. And, um, and that way, because I wanted to walk out and feel confident enough that I wasn't just reading that presentation, that I actually knew it, felt it, and could engage instead of focusing on that presentation, yeah. which is really key for people to understand the amount of effort that it takes. But now it's radically different. I actually did my first presentation, like proper presentation, at university, age 19, 20. Ruby, who was seven, has done hers like a year ago. <laughs> and the difference in the teaching now and what's important yeah. is magic, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah that's all another... I've done another aside, haven't I? Yeah. Oh well, a, these things oh, happen. There we go. Well, we, we've just covered how you're all over the. the you're yes, all over we have, it. I suppose, all over the different media channels. But then it's, the pol uh, pol proliferation. Call that takes a lot of mouth, isn't it? You got to be careful saying that one. Yes, I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> uh, is is something that you have to match as a business yeah. owner. People have different ways they want to communicate with you, and you have to be aware of that and proactive in saying, you know what, you want to communicate with me via. Zog, yes, I'll do that. Yeah. Whatever it may be, you need to be there to communicate. So what's going on at home? We, as you came into the podcast studio, you started saying, oh, have I got stories. And it has been a week, James. I remember the multiple shows, and I mean, we probably did three months where we started every show. So what's the home update? Because yeah. you were moving and renovating and changing and fixing. And, and then I remember we got to the point where even with the shed shed's done everything was done. done done the house everything was at a place where you wanted it to be yeah and now you've got some issues well the first one was all my own doing oh no so this um, is a classic diy issue yeah this is just all my own doing yeah oh man i'm really angry at myself anyway a couple of months ago just to start this off um our absolutely awesome uh, pool cleaner guy um, said to me, oh, well, my original business I was doing before COVID, which is he is a international diving teacher. Okay. But he has world champions. He's absolutely incredible. We're talking like cliff diving? Or we well, yeah, well uh, no, cliff diving or uh, actually his big one, he has cliff divers, but uh, it's the pool divers off the really high boards. Wow. It's that stuff that he teaches here in Dubai. We, wow. We're an absolute mecca for it. Well, he's now got half the Iranian team, a world champion, and various other people. And he was really struggling through COVID to, to get this off the ground again. Well, it's now taken off majorly, so it doesn't need to do the pool cleaning anymore. So we decided we'd do it ourselves. Uh oh. And my dad came over. Okay, that's and, good. And um, he's had a place in France and knew exactly how to do it. And he wrote us the big, long um, uh, <laughs> explanation of everything that we needed to do. He was kind enough to um, to write on all of the uh, the valves what needed to be where, 
and obviously Natalie read through it all and I completely ignored it. So I know where the vowels need to go. Everything's absolutely fine. However, it came to the time where, after the rains that we had last week, the pool was overflowing. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, well, we've got an automatic waste. I've never actually used the automatic waste, but I thought, oh, we've got an automatic waste. I'll use that. So what I did was, well, ah, sorry, no. What I should have done is open the waste valve, so that way there's no um, impedance to the flow, Uh uh, and then put the multi-selector that you get for a pool from filter to waste. I decided to do it in the opposite direction. Uh Also, when you're doing that, you should also turn off your pump. I decided, why would I need to do that? Now, you have to remember that the pumps that I'm used to are all house pumps that work on a pressurized system. They're permanently pressured against the pressure kit, so away you go. So I'm going to give myself just a a 5% grace in terms of this, but it's an absolute element of stupidity. So what I actually did was I I thought, oh, I'll do the multi-selector first, and then afterwards I'll work out what the flow is and I'll I'll open the waste accordingly. So that way I've got control over whether or not that waste works or not. Yeah. So I pushed... Sounds all good. Yeah, well, the logic's great and odd that, isn't it, that I'm I'm claiming this. So I left the pump running and uh, I moved it from filter over to waste. I then hear hear a bit of a gurgling noise. I'm like, oh, here we go. This could be right. I'm about to go and open the waste gate valve when suddenly, bang, the cover of the the pool pump filter, which has an integrated filter within it, which is clear that you can look through. You probably know with pool pumps. Yeah, I know exactly, yeah went straight past my right ear, hit the roof, and there's water everywhere. Oh, okay. No. Well, when you think about it, it's no real surprise. <laughs> what I'd done is create a blockage in the pipe, which meant that it was all backing up against it, yeah. and it's not designed to be a high-pressure pump at all, so that pressure so has to pressure go somewhere. So the pressure was just, just going. It's I just, just blew going. It, blew oh, it straight man. up. So thank goodness it didn't damage me, but it completely shattered the, um, uh, the Perspex cover. Um and anyway, so I knew immediately that second as Natalie came running, shouting, you absolute beep. She knew exactly what I'd done as well, bless her. And boy, did she let me know. So at that point, I've got a broken pump. I've got a dirty pool. I've got an overfilled pool. And uh, the only benefit that I can think about was I knew the supplier of the pump. It was a recent pump as well. So there was a good chance I could get it. So the pump, but was the pump damaged or just no, the filter? just the filter that, housing that cover, filter, the, right. the clear cover that goes can, on top of it. Can you get a filter housing clear cover well, I thought, outside yes. of the filter? That sounds pretty odd. Well, I thought I had a chance on this because I knew the shop and it's where I got all my supplies from anyway, so I thought I had a good chance. So I gave him a call. It was Sunday. Oh, yeah, forget it. Yeah, forget it. So at that point, I do what I always do when I'm in trouble, send a message to my purchasing team and say, okay, this isn't work, but I need your help. And uh, the next morning, they're in at 8. At 8.04, the message came, have no fear, Colin, we've got you covered yet again. So what they've actually managed to do was, A, yes, they do have the uh, the cover. Secondly, it was only 100 dirhams. I'm like, oh. get in, good news. So I picked that up yesterday. And um, last night, with Ruby holding the, uh, the flashlight, um, I replaced it, and everything is okay in the world. And I am no longer the world's worst husband. <sighs> Pretty stupid, though, wasn't it? So what did you, what did you what you needed to do first of all was turn off the pump. I should have first of all I should have turned off the pump. Secondly, I should have opened the waste. Thirdly, I then put the multi selector from filter to waste, and then, and then turn, turn on the pump, and then that way it's going straight out to the waste, keeping an eye on the pot because it's got a clear cover so yeah. you can monitor it. So that if for any reason that waste I don't know about 
is backed up somewhere. Yeah. As soon as I see it, I can turn off the pump to save it blowing again. But just because I know what's actually going to happen, I have made sure that they still have seven in stock. So when I do it again, because I'm going to do it again, I'll pay my hundred dirhams, down I'll go to the shop, and we'll be back in the same position next time. And, and your dad did leave the instructions to do it the correct way. I presume so. I mean, I haven't read through them, so on that basis. Still not? No, I'm not reading them. How dare you? I'm a man that's for Natalie to read through. She does all the chemicals. I do all the um, okay. all the cleaning. Okay. So it's a team effort, and therefore it's more important that we basically don't melt the kids than it is for me on cleaning front. One of the things I put into our show notes. Oh, dear. We've got show notes. There is some show notes, and it, it's from, I, I love the the title of this website because it could go all wrong made with happy.com <laughs> that, is that allowed in the UAE? I, I, so oh, not again Jay. but as soon as i saw this i said this is a credible website <laughs> <laughs> hmm. diy pool heaters i saw that and so what do you make of these things so it's garbage <laughs> that's gonna make it james it's almost on the level it's almost on the level of your flagpoles Oh, those flagpoles. No, don't go there, James. Do not do it. Right. So let's explain to people what these are. So right? the, the whole idea is you can use some solar energy, solar power, power from the sun to heat your pool. Which you can do, just not you the can. way they described. Now, maybe you don't have your pool covered. So right. this creates yet another option to, 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 to really grab the power of the sun. So what they've got is these... Hula hoop rings. <laughs> yes. With... Um, those noodles to go around them so they float. Yeah, yeah. A black bin liner over uh -huh. the top of it. Yeah, yeah. And then supposedly the five <laughs> milliliters of water that's going over the top of that is going to heat up your entire pool. Well, yeah, they have lots of them though. Four, five, six, a thousand. <laughs> no, James. You don't think it'd work? It's definitely not it going to work. Idea. Okay, so if you imagine a pool pump, a pump which yeah. pushes all of the water around. Yeah does about a third of your pool a day, maybe mm. a little bit more depending on what flow you've got. So if therefore, so with a heater, with a tw in fact, I've got a case in point. In my pool, I have a 21,000 watt heater oh, man. that it takes 36 hours to be able to heat up to probably, I don't know, a three to four degree increase. Do you use that heater? Very, very rarely yeah, that cost. <laughs> has to be a special occasion. We have to have planned ahead. So, as a result, I understand that solar is every day, but no. Yeah, no, that's, that's not, not work. happening. No. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. However, mm. there is a way, which is an adaptation, and it's something I've looked at before, mm. and that is uh, for solar water heaters here. Oh, yes. They're all over the yeah. roofs of buildings. So, so you also have that... that panel you know the yeah, panel yeah. that's yeah. part of it so not the tank but the panel part that would work and mm. also it would work in the circuit exactly as it is now so basically all you need to do is find the pipe which is the supply pipe going from the pump to the swimming pool yeah. put an extension in it to flow through that that definitely would work ah. but i haven't done it okay and that's odd because i actually had a um, spare solar panel yeah. um, that came from a, an install that we needed to do because the tank was dead and they wouldn't sell us just the tank at the time. Right. So Because it's it the tanks that usually go, not Yeah, it's the usually the tank, not the panel. Have you, have you ever heard of anyone heating a pool that way? No. Me neither. 
It should no. work. It should work. The thing about it is I wonder there. why no one's doing it. Because There's Especially being... because you'd have all these, because you've got all these roofs where the tanks have gone, you've got the solar panels, people haven't replaced them because they've realized this is not going to work for us. It would need to be... It needs to be at ground level, yeah. just by the way that it would generally oh, work. But it's so still, no, that's still doable if you think about yeah. it. Because it would take up a lot of space on the ground, though. No, but you could put it in your pump area, wherever oh, you've got true. your pump, okay. in that yeah. kind of area as well. You could also easily build a frame and build it over the top of your water tank, yeah. which would then mean that you're shielding your shielding water, tank, water tank, making it cooler at the time yeah. as well. So there is various ways of doing it, but I haven't done it yet. Yeah. Okay. That would work. That and like also, a- by the constant flow of water, you're yeah. getting that efficiency in terms of the, yeah. thermal, uh, the thermal side. So whilst I thought... So the hula hoops with the things... Yeah, forget it. No, that's like <laughs> utter garbage, James. <laughs> <laughs> However, we have a solution that would work. Okay. okay. And I'm very, very confident in that as a, as a, as a way of sorting it. All right. You, you said you had other problems going on at home. Oh, yeah. So uh, straight after this, the reason for the 10.30 deadline is... Um, today I have my head plumber who is ripping up part of my kitchen floor because unlike most of Dubai, for some reason, Sahil has copper pipes. Now, copper pipes... Okay, we, we, we had a whole copper pipe issue. You've got them in the ceiling in your washrooms and they keep getting cracks. It's all of the ceilings are or were Cop- copper pipes and gradually, as, as another... We, I think we're on seven leaks now. Oh, man. And as another that's six leak, too many. Yeah, well, as another leak arrives, anything that we can see that's copper, we rip out and replace with PPR, which is okay. the right way of doing it. Yeah. Okay, so this time it's the floor, and it is the uh, the water supply to the kitchen island. Oh no! And it just uh, it hasn't completely gone, but this morning it was a, a minor lake in the kitchen. Oh no! Whereas the night before it was a puddle. Now we're at lake. So, thank so it's goodness. just seeping up through the tiles? So, yeah, basically, it's it's just, I think, it's on the elbow um, where the pipe is coming up. But, of course, the logical thing that you would do in that situation is when you build it, you would say, okay, we've got an elbow here. That would need additional support. So, therefore, it's very easy just yeah. to put a C-clip over it and, um, and with a, a little bit of threaded bar down to solve that issue if you didn't use PPR, which is extremely flexible and, yeah. and would work correctly. So, so hold on, I want to pause you for a second because yeah. in places where your homes are built of wood frame, yeah, this becomes rather an easy job because you've got an island, you've run water to it, you go down into your crawl space or your basement or whatever you've got, and you can take a look at your, your, your tubing. Yes. In our case... You've got no basement. Solid slab floors. Solid slab floors that you've run, the copper's been run through, which is problematic to start with because of corrosion of things. Well, the logic is really good for copper. In the UK, the best places have copper. Right. Here, it's the, whilst it's been desalinated, it has more salt in it than in Europe traditionally would have. So as a result of that, that is what's causing the the problems with the copper. But additionally... The copper was pretty poor quality when it's originally fitted. So this is something I that one's got to be really aware of when they're going to shop for product. Yeah. Because I never think about it, that you've got different grades of copper piping that could end up in your home. I always thought of it just as, there's one grade of copper piping you go buy. I mean, I, I remember going to the hardware store with my Everything. dad. Everything. Everything has different grades here. Who would have thought? Yeah. When we walk into a shop, if it's a new shop to us, we have to say to them, don't give us the cheap stuff. What we want is something that lasts. 
And normally, the way we, if they don't, often we get this blank look of just disbelief. <laughs> he wants the expensive stuff. What? No one wants the expensive stuff. And normally, stuff. what we'll say is, will you warranty that? If the answer's no, nah, nah, nah. you're all right. Yeah. And, and I know fully well, we're never going to rip out half the products and, and call yeah. on a warranty, even if they were defective. But I need to know whether or not they trust their products. Yeah. And that's the big difficulty. It's again, Glenn, Glenn's talking about this theme uh, on the Powerits um, podcast very recently. And it is exactly the same issue in maintenance, where there are grades of absolutely everything. Yeah. There are a few cheap things that work better than the expensive things, but you only know about those through experience, which yeah. obviously these days we've got. But um, it's not the general, the general scenario at all. Yeah. So you've got the copper piping, you've got this elbow. You think it's the elbow. I'm hoping it's the elbow. I'm if hoping not, it's he's elbow. just going to have to um, root all the way back as far as he needs to go. So the good news is I do have the tiles from when we redid the oh, dining area. Good. So I can uh, we can sort it. The problem is we have a fully built kitchen island with marble worktops on top or, uh, you know, the equivalent. But uh, if he does need to keep going, could get uh, compromised. Let's put it that way. Uh-oh. So, and we'll obviously replace everything with PPR that, well, once we've got it, but uh, the noise, the dogs, and also my mother-in-law's birthday today Oh no! means that we can't leave the dogs on their own because they will eat the sofa if they're on their own with that level of noise. <laughs> um, Natalie obviously needs to go out to have breakfast with her mum, which means I need to go back, work from home with the dogs. Um, I'm actually thinking, is it wrong to put earplugs in dogs? <laughs> it's the only way I'm going to get any peace. I'm not actually going to do that, probably. And um, <laughs> and I'm going to have to work from there so that we hopefully can can get this all sorted in a day, which is the hope. If anyone can do it, like I, Alex can, he's yeah. as good as it gets. I mean, he's been with us now for, what, 10, 10, 11 years? Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, well, he's also, he's getting a little bit older and older, and he keeps saying, oh, two more years, two more years, and then I'm, I'm going to go back to the Philippines. And when he does, we're going to be so happy for him and crying. Yeah. yeah. We've got other plumbers who are excellent as well, but they're just not Alex. You, yeah. know? you look at his work afterwards, and you're like, oh, yeah, that guy knows what he's doing. It's so, wonderful. I, I want to jump back here to the island for a second. Oh, yes. So many people looking through Harper's and, and other design yeah. magazines see islands and in a kitchen and go, I want an island. They're so useful. They are useful. We use it like a dining table, and it means that everybody is in the same place when we are doing stuff in the kitchen, we can still talk to the kids. Yeah. It's it's magic. So yes, they're a pain though. So if I was going to contemplate putting in an island, what are the things I need to do so that I don't end up in a situation that you're in right now? First of all, go see a doctor and don't do it. <laughs> you need a psychologist. <laughs> After he tells us, it's the best thing we use as dining yeah, table. Yeah, no, I still don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Don't try don't and do retrofit it. one. Um, Okay, so let's think practically. In terms of yeah. what you need, um, you need three things. Water supply, water waste, and power to be able to do that properly. Yeah. The reason you need power is it's an obvious place to put a dishwasher. And, ah, okay. um, and also, if at any point you want anything powered on there, I mean, we've got a double socket on there, we've got the dishwasher in there as well. The filter so that, that's, that's nice. It gets it right out of the way of the rest of your... Yeah, well, the filter that we, we're using isn't powered, um, actually, okay. but um, a lot of them with UV would be. So that's a thought as well. So, so those, you've got a water filter in there as well. Yeah, we've got a water filter. Okay. We've got a really great water filter that's in there and um, works really well. So it's quite a utility island. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
um, it's it, it really is the center the center for us of um, of, uh. of our general daily life. You know, we do uh. most meals there. We've got a big long dining table, but use that for for special occasions, Sunday dinner, and that kind of thing only. So uh, so yeah, it's absolutely magic. Now, if you imagine the practical side of how you get those utilities in um, in there. The only way of doing it is with an almighty channel going through your floor. Sure, you've got electricity, you've got water, and you've got drainage. Drainage is your big problem because you need uh, the angle. Right. Now, you may well have a floor drain somewhere in that floor, so you'd probably be going in different directions for the various different elements. Uh, so you're not on one channel, you're on two minimum. Oh, no. Normally. So this is when if you either you're doing the, the mother of all renovations exactly. or... At the build. There's no there's no patch to yeah. this. You are not patching it in. You're not just deciding down the road. No. And don't think for one second that the tiles you've got down there are coming up in one piece. Yeah, no. You're, if you you're, get 30% to come up in one piece, you're doing really well. So yeah. it's a retail job if you're going to do it. That's another cost. Yeah, it's another cost and one we might be looking at. <laughs> so... <laughs> Which would be devastating <laughs> to be able to do it, but we might. It, it's mm. definitely possible that that would, um, that would be there. I remember it took you a while to find the tiles that you've got now. Oh, no, we didn't find them. We did not find them. Yeah. So the dining area, we've, we've got this um, the blowing tiles issue, yeah. which was down to an absolute idiot who laid them in the first place, didn't use enough tile glue, and left massive air pockets, which delaminated loads around the house. So we ripped up the entire dining area, which I think was, um, was it 20 square meters, I think use a completely different tile and we got 20 to 30 percent of those tiles up which we now use to patch everywhere else that needs it and it's a it's an ongoing issue without a doubt so we've still got some left over for the kitchen um once this work's been done but that's ridiculously rare doesn't yeah. tend to happen yeah. um as such so that's today's issue and this week's issue <laughs> one caused by me one definitely not nice yeah getting lots of rain calls in to we will fix it not so many. Okay, that's good. It is really good these days. Yeah. I remember in days gone by when you and I were on Dubai Eye, that you oh, say, man. oh, can't wait for the rains, it's great. Well, now we've got quite a lot of customers that are essential uh, maintenance customers and uh -huh. have emergency call-outs of 90 minutes. So heavy rain, we always uh, take a deep breath, and we actually plan for it now. So we put on an extra three teams um, so that we were ready for the rains. But luckily, our teams now know that if you've already done the initial first service on a new property, um, yeah. you need to be looking for issues at that point. So what do we do? We tend to, we'll tell the customer first, we're going to do a, a quick waterproofing test. And on the roof, when we're doing the, um, the ACs, the tap that's up there for doing all of that, um, the cleaning work, we will literally just leave it running. Okay. Waste of water, some people might think. Well, it's not a waste of water when you've got pour, uh, water pouring through your ceiling when it is absolutely pouring down. Yeah. Um, and so we do use that as a process. And, and if you imagine part of that cleaning process will um, means that water is on your roof anyway. So we're only using a little bit more than we would do anyway. But that is there to work out whether or not there are any waterproofing issues at the property. And if there are, unfortunately, we are not a waterproofing company. There are mm. certain elements that we can do if it's something that is visual and obvious. 
But failing that, we're in a non-emergency situation because it is not pouring down. Your roof is not a bucket full of water. It was a test that we've done. So we can get the, the physical water off the roof, and that we can do, but we can give a heads up to people to say, oh, you've got a waterproofing issue here. You need to speak to somebody that deals with MapEye products and all the rest of it to uh, to solve this for you before the rains come. And are there a group of people who are the waterproofing experts here in the city? There are. The word expert is where it gets a bit difficult. <laughs> I never hear about those people. Yeah, the reason is, if you imagine, we only have two months of it, really. Yeah. And so what do they do for the other 10 months? So they're We're, always going to be kind of experts rather than necessarily okay. experts. Oddly enough, I had a problem in the We Will Fix It headquarters that was directly above my desk. And it turns out the way... Dan wasn't involved in that somehow? Uh, uh, actually, well, he was, but in a really positive way. It was oh, great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it was actually the waste pipe that takes the water off the roof coming down into the property. The join that was there between that waste pipe and the roof was completely shot. Uh, We tried probably three different um, uh, attempts over the summer to solve it. And in the end, it was a complete dig out the entire thing and put it on. Now, that took us three days. If you imagine to a customer to say, okay, we've got a one meter bit of pipe that we need to make the attachment to the roof for, and that's going to cost you 8,500 dirhams. There isn't many people that are going to go for that. If we added in the fact that, oh, and by the way, we've attempted this four times already, and because we're non-specialists, because there isn't enough demand for this kind of work, I can't guarantee that it's (laughs) going to be solved afterwards. Well, that is not good enough from my perspective to be selling that to a customer. So, yeah, we'll do it on our own property. And, yes, we've got 100% success rate at the fifth attempt or whatever it was. And thank goodness for when the rains came. But we planned ahead. We knew it was an issue. And whenever we got some downtime with the right teams, we'd have another go at it. And then we would test. So that was big buckets of water all over our roof. And then also one straight down into that. And, again, I would get water through my ceiling coming down. I'm like, oh, boys, we still haven't got this. And we just kept going at it. But you can't do that when you've got a charging client because they quite rightly were going to say, well, you tried the first time, so on that basis, now it is down to you to fix it. Well, no, I'm not taking that one on. The, the one that always gets me when it would get rain, and I'm just thinking of gutters and things back home, is my rain runs through a pipe and then it just runs out onto the concrete somewhere. It's the same everywhere. And it's and I always, every time it rains, and like you said, it doesn't rain that often. Yeah. I look at that and I go, man, why, why have we got, why don't I have something? Water butts. Yeah. Mm, that's I did that. Carry this water somewhere. Yeah. Nargis actually decided herself that she wanted to do that. And the, uh, the setup that we put for her was quite something. It, it takes all the condensate from the ACs. Uh-huh. Uh, it also, uh, the runoffs from the roof all go into, actually it had to be separate water tanks uh, that she uses for a garden. Yeah. It's a lovely setup. I mean, really, really enjoyable to put that one together. But to have a client that desperately wants to do that and yeah. generally put her money where her mouth is, because that wasn't a cheap thing to do. Um, but she she managed us to re, uh, um, recycle all of the rainwater that, oh, that hits a property or, or yeah, yeah. condensate as well. I need to start thinking more about that. Mm, yeah. It's great. It's a really nice system. And it's now, of course, it's probably five years ago that we did that. I was yeah. um, directly involved in that one myself, which is uh, which is wonderful. Yeah, good to do. But I just I don't understand why at the build out phase they're not thinking about this. 
Okay, so the there's lots of different reasons why. A, because they don't do that waterproofing test, so therefore they never get yeah. uh, challenged on it, unless the rains come within that first year, which is in the defects liability period, at which point... And they're praying not to. At which point, what they'll actually do is they will go there with um, silicon, and you can guarantee we've talked about Indian silicon and the fact yeah. that it shrinks. Yeah. So they'll then put it on, they'll immediately go, there you go, sprayed the water, it's not leaking anymore. They'll then leave. Two weeks later, that shrinks, and you have exactly the same problem over again. But the problem is, if the rains don't come back that year, you're outside of your defects liability period, so it's down to you to fix it. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for that. And you go up there, and you've got a roof with a load of white <laughs> silicon on it. It's just... Oh, I hate bodging. It's just yeah. garbage. It really is. So it's the, they're difficult repairs. And again, because it's just for a small, short period here in Dubai, there's very few people that will specialize in it. Um, but as ever for us, um, we have to be a little bit selfish in that regard and go, you know what? We will only do work that we are extremely competent at, uh, that we know we can get a really good conclusion for our customers. And outside of that, we just aren't going to take it on. Interesting one in my neighborhood. They're putting in street lamps. Ooh. I know. 22 years later, they decide to put in street lamps, which will be great when you're out walking the dog at night. Uh, they've dug up the trenches twice now. Ooh. But th- these are brand new lights. Hmm. And they've dug them up twice. So I think they put in the wiring and then didn't connect it. Full trenches. Uh, yeah, yeah. But in that situation, you're supposed to have conduit runs. Yeah. That you then, yeah. and you should have multiple in there at the same yeah, time. So yeah. you're future-proofing yourself in case you <laughs> yeah. need to throw something through there. Yeah, so it's uh, interesting. Mm, yeah, fun. Yeah. Mind you, I was over in Mushriff Park last weekend at Aventura. Oh, oh yes. My word, what a facility yeah, that it's is. It's crazy, isn't it? I was, I was so impressed by the uh, people, the equipment. Yeah. So this uh, is... It's called a zipline park, it but it's zip- not just the zipline, is it? There's a no. lot of climbing involved yeah. and lots of obstacles, and it's designed for, well, all ages, I would say, from Ruby was fine at seven, so probably from six upwards, I'd have thought, uh, with all different lines. And it's a bit like the uh, when you go skiing, that you have the different colors of runs, uh-huh. right the way down to the black one, which is for the uh, the absolute nutters. And... Um, and it was, it was, I was so impressed with the safety. I mean, have you, yeah. have you seen the safety yeah, yeah. Um, mechanisms they have there? So my, you, my big worry looking at it was, so Ruby's going to be up 15 feet in the air with a safety line on, but what if she were to disconnect it accidentally? Well, they have two safety lines that go on there and you can only disconnect one at a time. Yeah. So it means no matter what kind of nutter you've got, you cannot disconnect yourself whilst high up on the obstacle. Yeah. You have to find the magnets at the end to disconnect it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure other people who know about these things are, are like, yeah, yeah, that's quite normal. But for me, I, I thought that was a revolution. Absolutely amazed by it. So, um, yeah, had a lot of fun. I was literally walking around. I might as well have had my hands up in the air ready to catch her. But we got through it, and she loved it. So, and, and Dylan was obviously off off um, to the horses immediately, and um, he was at 30 feet before he could even breathe. <laughs> But it's great. So yes, I think there's a real a real buzz about Murdiff at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, there's lots going on. There's a hotel in Murdiff now. So, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. Full hotel. Um, the other the other day, we went for dinner at Entrecote. Wow. Which there's one in Dubai Mall, I believe. Talking of that, we now need to do an episode in the fish and chip place because every oh. time I suggest it, I've said I will drive from the Arabian <laughs> ranches to the murder fish and chip shop, get the fish and chips, come back, and every time Natalie poo-poos it. 
<laughs> like, oh no, do we really have to go for the healthy option yet again? So I reckon if we did one from there, right, we should do the show then. Yeah, then that way we get around it. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. There's just, there's just tons. Natalie can't argue with that because it's content. There we go. Yes, there we go. Yeah, sounds like yeah. a plan. What else is going on at the shop? Any any other uh, interesting? Uh... We're having. We've had a really good period. I've got to say, it's been it's been a lovely surprise because the way the business works is uh, during the summer is when all of our AC guys are absolutely flat out yeah. and we make lots of money. And during the winter, we lose money. That's the reality of it. Yeah. So, uh, but this winter, for some reason, demand has been really solid. Well, good. And the oddest thing is, at the moment, we're currently in early Jan, I guess, or coming towards yeah. mid-Jan, and AC's really busy. That's what well, people have been listening to the content and they realize now is the time yeah, to do it. Now's the time you get the discounts as well. Well, yeah. yes, we, we're, we're, we're really busy on AC. Um, essential maintenance is doing really, really well, which is great. We're getting, we're doing a lot of work on service levels and making sure that oh. we're as good as we thought we were. Um, okay. I think I've, t- I've spoken previously about um, the mystery shopper that we did yeah, yeah. last year, which was magic, really, really good, both for us and all of our competitors. So now we know everybody's strengths and weaknesses, and it's <laughs> just a question of now using that uh, research and implementing it effectively yeah. um, so that we can uh, we can make sure that we're still right at the, the top of the market in terms of quality. And it's nice to know that we're not top of the market in terms of price. We are very much in the wow. middle ground. Wow. Um, which is, don't worry, we're not going to put our prices up any further. However, it's nice to be that value proposition, yeah. which is where we're sitting now, which is exactly where we want to be. It's a tough one. It really is tough with, uh, you know, as, as businesses ebb and flow and change and yeah. others come in the market and, and keeping yourself working at that level that you've set out to be at. And, and, and everything changed over the pandemic. It was yeah. a, Everybody knows about the different shifts for everybody, but... You know, the maintenance industry changed dramatically over that period, both with people getting redundant, meaning that they were looking for a new business, thinking that maintenance was an easy gig and away they've come. And they're they're now in deep, deep trouble, which is good. (laughs) Um, And also, um, people don't have the same disposable income that they had. You know, we're still in the recovery mode. Well, to be doing really well in that environment is fantastic and and a testament to the team that we've got at We Will Fix It in Essential Maintenance. But... It's now really important that we are better than we've ever been. It is a competitive landscape. Our margins are tight. And it's so important now that we make sure that we uh, we optimize everything. Yeah. And on that note, you know, we're going to wrap up for yet another podcast. I know you've got to run and uh, get that island sorted. We'll follow up on that water next time around. And we'll follow up on, well, we've still got things on our list. Yeah, so we've got, we've got lots to talk about. This is the Essential Maintenance We Will Fix It podcast coming to you from the Rolf Hotel downtown Dubai. My name's James Pikeaway. Colin Thomas has been here and we'll do it all again really, really soon. <laughs>